Hello and welcome to Homebrew Adventures, the RPG show where we take wannabe adventurers and take them through a one-shot adventure created by you, the listener. I'm your dungeon master, Corey Keller. Join me every episode where I take our group of heroes who like to dungeons and sometimes dragons, and we will see if they survive. Do they have what it takes? Is your adventure challenging? Let's find out on Homebrew Adventures. scamp, but uh, I grew up in grew up in Saraloon. It's a, not the best town, but it was home, you know. And I had a friend, a little halfling. Her name was Mare. It was probably short for something, but uh, I don't know what. Never asked. We would run uh, scams, people. You know, the drunks at night. We'd I'd perform, do some tricks, things like that, and She'd lighten their pockets. It was a good, uh, it was a good time. I, uh, the last one we ever ran, I got home early after hiding what uh, my share was in this old, broken-down gargoyle. I get home and I hear my mom. She was uh, talking to my grandfather. My old grandfather. That, uh... It didn't sound like happy conversations. My grandfather was saying it wasn't safe and we needed to leave. Said something about, uh... Not knowing how much longer things would be okay and how long he'd be gone. You know, he... He was gone a lot, but... There's nothing that was ever too bad... He was an adventurer, you know? He adventured, did things, whatever. And, uh, called him Grampy Tuesday, because he, uh, he always visited on Tuesdays. But it was Friday, so I knew things weren't great. He told my mom, Shayla, that uh, we had to go. He set up a place for us in Neverwinter, and someone was gonna, gonna help us out. I didn't know it was someone he knew. He said goodbye, and his two uh, acquaintances, the folks he adventured with, and they told him, told him it was time to go, and they did. So we packed everything we could. My mom and I got in a boat, set sail. I was on the boat, making people laugh. I played my, played my lute. Was just trying to make the best of the situation. We were uh, at sea and a storm hit. It was 
It was like none anyone had seen. It was less of a storm and more like uh, the sea had become a battleground you know, for a monster. And whatever heroes were brave enough to face it. Worked through the whole night. Even I grabbed some buckets and threw some water out. We made it through. Banged up, but made it through. And uh, I was sitting in cargo hold, working on a new song about the storm, and trying to make people people happy. There's a, a loud boom that interrupted me. It was uh, terrifying. My mom came down, found me, told me that they were coming, and I didn't know what that meant. She said, pirates. Oh, I was scared. She said, I don't, I don't know what to do. My mom, she did. She looked at me and said, you have to hide. Please, hide. Oh, I did what I could, I was scared. She grabbed two swords off her back and headed up to the fight. I got behind some barrels and some apples. I could hear fighting above me. And then the door burst open. These two pirates came in. They, uh, they thought there was nothing there, but I, I messed up. Knocked an apple off, hit my loot. They found me, pulled me out, threw me to the ground. I was still clutching my loot, and it, it broke underneath me. The pirates laughed, and, you know, they were going to kill me. As the one pirate stood up over me, he raised his sword and was about to bring it down. Something came up inside me. I, I, I don't know what. But I jumped and grabbed my loot like a weapon, and I... And I stabbed, stabbed the pirate. He didn't expect it, killed him. And the second pirate looked at me and laughed and said, oh, you're a fighter. Something came up inside me and I didn't know what it was, but I looked at him and said, you're a worthless little man with no idea how insignificant and forgettable he is, whose own mother wishes he had never existed whose own friends only tolerate his existence for the butt of jokes, whose unlovable face will be lost to time and memory, much to the relief of all who knew him. As I said it, I could feel magic on the words. The man stood still, and blood slowly trickled out of his nose, and he, he fell to the ground. While I went up on deck... Saw my mom fighting some big, ugly pirate with a red beard. You know, so many people had died. And I was just holding my loot. Scared. My mom saw me and she yelled my name and gave an opening to the pirate. And he, uh, he, he killed her.
right in front of me. I screamed and went after the man. He was bigger than me and knew more than me. Threw me to the ground. Eventually I was surrounded. He came to my face and He said how he wished he'd had more time with my mom. I think you know what he meant. I felt anger like never before growing inside me. My throat burned. I opened my mouth to scream in pain and anger and all that came out was lightning. It killed the, the pirate in front of me. Red beard burning in the night. At that point I thought Someone, one of the other pirates was just going to run me through, end me, but uh, I heard another man's voice, much, uh, much nicer, softer. He, uh, he told the men to stop. He told them I was special. One of the pirates said that they should throw me overboard, the barrel wrapped around my feet. Captain, without missing a beat, said, You do that, and I'll throw you in after. He's a nice man in his own weird way. He was the captain of the pirates, and I didn't know that then, but his name was Hellfan. He seemed educated, but he wasn't nice. Well, he was as nice as a pirate could be, but they kept me in a room with no light. No bed, just a small little, little pile of straw. They fed me water and bread for what seemed like forever. They would scream and shout. They ignored me, and uh, I gave up. I wanted to die, but they never killed me. I eventually stopped screaming, stopped asking questions. Just prayed that I wouldn't wake up. And, uh, and one day I woke up. There's a lantern hanging in my room, swaying with the waves. I saw the light moving, and as the light danced over the corner of my, my prison, I saw a loot. I picked it up and cried. You know, it was the first nice thing I had in years. Or at least it felt like years. I played a song that I knew and I uh, started crying. And that happened. I heard Hellfan outside the door. He said, he said that was beautiful. And that's why I was crying. I told him it was a song my mom used to sing when I was, a, I was sad. Cheer me up. He told me how he remembered my mom. And, uh, that she was... She was strong and good. He told me how he didn't want me to die there. And that he thought I could be great. All I had to do was... Reach out and take that greatness. With that, he uh, 
He slid a plate of grilled fish and hot beans into my room. A cup of wine. He said, dying down here is no way for a man to end his days. Just reach out and take the greatness. I looked at the plate of hot food and uh, I knew that if I, if I took it, what it would mean. You know, it, was, it was the first hot food I'd eaten in a year. ship was uh, called the Demon Flyer. It was, it was a good pirate ship. It was a good ship. I learned the ways of the seas and, uh, as best I could. Hellfan taught me a lot. And I did a lot. A lot of things that uh, less than reputable. But I worked hard and accepted my new family and my new life on, on the Demon Flyer. Eventually, uh, was found out that Hellfan's first mate was uh, trying to start a mutiny. Didn't like the way things were being done. They, uh, they weren't doing enough pirating. Well, I found out and told Hellfan and became the new first mate. The old one reaching his end by being keelhauled. Things still weren't great on the boat and a lot of the crew members were unhappy. I said some time, uh, time on land might be good. So we took a break, went to a pirate-friendly port, hung out, you know, drank and partied and had a good time. Elfan called me to his cabin one night and said, uh, they got a job, but it was different than before. Because we didn't have jobs, we just took. But this time it was official. Transporting some cargo that uh, wasn't necessarily legal, but the person paying for the the job was high up in the government and had all the paperwork. I figured money's money. Let's do it. Next day we set sail. Hellfan wanted me to maintain the ship's wheel, stay on deck as much as possible. It seemed like he was keeping me from something. I, I, I asked questions, but never got a clear answer, you know. And, uh, it was strange. I'd grown close to Elf, and he became like a uh, makeshift father for me. And I didn't like it. I didn't like this distrust between us. But he wouldn't give me a clear answer. And rations were going a little bit quicker than I thought they should. He still wouldn't tell me. So, last night before reaching port, I, uh, I decided to sneak down to the cargo hold and see what, what was going on. It was locked with a chain. That's wasn't normal. So I picked up some things and figured locks weren't the hardest thing to crack. After a few failed attempts, I finally got it. I, uh, I grabbed the lantern next to the door and I opened it and 
almost passed out. The smell was, was horrible. I lit the room and saw that it was filled with slaves. They, uh, they looked rough. The light shone on a small body. It was close to the door and I recognized, I recognized the golden hair and the small halfling. I reached down and saw Mayor's face. She was older and beaten, half-starved. She looked at me and she knew. She just kind of muttered, why? I didn't, I didn't know what else to do. I just tried to undo her bounds, tried to get her free and said, oh, I'm gonna take care of this. I'll get you out of here. She just kept saying, why, why? And she did, I, I felt all those things I felt when I was younger, you know. Back before I was the pirate Johnny Bronze, I was just Johnny, young dragonborn from Saraloon. I remembered my mother, and I remembered how I, how I got to be where I was, you know. And, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't too happy, you know. And all of a sudden, some getting the last of the ropes untied from Mare. I heard Hellfan's voice come from behind me. Said I shouldn't have come down there. I turned with anger and shouted, you should have told me. I was going to attack him, but uh, he said something quicker than I could figure out. And my body froze. No matter how much I tried, I just couldn't move. I was held in place. Anger surging through my body. I just wanted to attack, but I couldn't move. Alfan explained that uh, while I had grown to be a valuable member of the crew, he never forgot how I, how I first came to board the Demon Flyer. He said he figured that if I knew what we were carrying, it might uh, reawaken some of those old feelings. And he couldn't have that. So uh, he said that he hated it had to end this way. And then he said goodbye. And I fought inside my mind, but my body wasn't my own. Halfan muttered something, and my eyes fell closed. I woke up, I don't know how long after that, I was bound in chains, being pulled in a cart, the sun was beating down on me, and stripped of pretty much everything I got while I was on sea. I was nothing more than a slave again, you know. Mare was next to me, and uh, she wasn't the same halfling she was. The light in her eyes was dim, and I looked at her and said, I'll get us out of here, Mare, I promise. She looked at me and weakly said, you got us into this. 
Her words, man, they burned into me like nothing before. So for months we were used as slave labor. You know, I would carry things from one camp to the next, one place to the other. Had to carry bodies of slaves who couldn't keep going and bury them. It was the worst thing I'd ever seen. They muzzled me, of course, to keep me from shocking them. (laughs) They were smart. When they fed me, they take my muzzle off and hold mare in front of me with a knife at her throat. They knew she was important. Important to me. I tried to try to tell her everything would be okay. They would beat me if I spoke too much. When I'd see her working, I'd try to keep my movements upbeat and let her know somehow that we were going to be okay. I was going to get us out of this. But uh, she never seemed to to quite get it, you know, and uh, I don't blame her. <laughs> my uh, my magic's in my words, not not my uh, performance. Anyway, one morning the uh, slaver came in, brought me my breakfast. It was earlier than usual. It said in common the first time I'd ever heard him, any of the slavers speak in a language I could understand. Explain how uh, they were going to probably have more trouble keeping me in line, but that I should know they could end me just as easily as they ended her. I opened the sack and saw the remnants of the golden hair that Mare had left, what hadn't been fallen out or cut. I, I cried. I wept. The slaver threw a piece of bread at me and said, Eat and don't try anything or I'll I'll kill you. And I didn't doubt he could, you know, he's a he's a big guy. Made me look small. I couldn't eat, I just kept whispering, My friend, my friend. The slaver laughed, thinking that uh, they'd finally broken me, you know. I guess he forgot that there's magic in a bard's words. And I began to feel that magic. I just kept repeating, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend. The magic grew inside of me, and when I felt it reach its when I felt it reach its apex, I looked at the slaver and said, My friend. <laughs> and then he could feel the magic coursing through his body. He didn't know what happened or why, but all he knew is he wanted to help his friend escape. He bent down and apologized, saying how he didn't know why things would be this way or why he'd allow it. I just said, well, let's get out of here. He uh, he helped me. He got me through the camp unnoticed, gave me some food, some clothes, gave me directions to town that wouldn't ask too many questions. I knew my uh, my magic would wear off soon. So just before I left, I said, oh, you know, it's uh, could get dangerous out there. You, uh, you wouldn't leave me unable to defend myself, would you? 
All he wanted to do was help his friend, you know. So he, he said, of course. He said, here, take my dagger. I took the dagger from him. He said, you're helping me out. And I truly appreciate that, my friend. He clasped my shoulder and said, true friends. I looked at him and I slowly drove the dagger into his throat and said, until next time. He fell dead and I turned around. Didn't even know his name. <clears throat> After months on the run, charming and haggling my way into towns and ports, I finally, finally got to where I was going. I got home. I got to Sarah It wasn't easy. Days were hard, nights had become harder. Every time I slept, I could just, I could still see Mayor's face in the slave camp. I really got a full night's rest, but before entering Saraloon, I, I saw a uh, merchant. He was heading out, and I asked if he had anything to help sleep, potions or something, not knowing. He explained that he had a, uh, a special cap. It was faded, but it was nice, purple and, and white. And uh, he said it's a sleeping cap that will help you sleep, give you sweet, sweet dreams. So I, uh, I talked to him for a little bit, and I got it for a steal, <laughs> which is to say I stole it. <laughs> I got into Saraloon and found my old home run down, abandoned, and uh, went out and bought some things, things I needed, some things I wanted, and uh, started thinking about how to make things right in my own, my own way, you know. So I put things away, tidied up a bit, made myself a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Just like Grampy Tuesday always had. So as I pondered what would come next, took a first bite of my my treat. I heard this weird static noise behind me. All of a sudden there's a hermit right there behind me. I turn around he just looked at me, pointed a finger, and said, uh, You've been chosen. And that's where I am now. Chosen. Still figuring out how to make amends. How to make things right. For my mom. For Mayor. My grandpa. I know I'm not the nicest people all the time, but I just want to, I just want to have fun, and I want other people to have fun, but no one can have any fun when they're slaves, and I'll do anything to stop that, even if it, even if it damns me. So while I may seem rough or mean sometimes, I come from a good place. 
and I'll do anything to help my my friends to make up for letting my best friend down. I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive myself, but but hopefully one day I will. Hopefully I'll 